Section 13 of At the Point of the Bayonet, A Tale of the Maratha War by G. A. Henty. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. At the Point of the Bayonet, A Tale of the Maratha War, Chapter 6, In the Company's Service, Part 1. There was no conversation between Harry and Sufter on the way back to the hotel, Harry saying that he would tell the news when Sawyera joined them, otherwise he would have to go through it twice. They rode slowly through the streets, and Sawyera arrived a few minutes after them. Now, Harry said, we will go up to my room and talk the matter over. Mr. Mallette has been kind enough to give such a favorable report of me that I am appointed lieutenant to the 3rd Regiment of Native Cavalry, and should be employed as assistant to the resident at Pune, should there be fresh disturbances there. That is good fortune indeed, Sufter said. Wonderfully good fortune, and I owe it all in the first place to Sawyera, and in the next to yourself. You see, I have gained greatly by taking your advice, and remained in the Deccan until fit for military service. Had she declared who I was when she took me down to Bombay before, there is no saying what might have become of me. And now the first thing to do is for me to go out and order a uniform. When I return, I will draw up in Marathi and in English a full account of the manner in which I was saved by Sawyera and you from being murdered, and how I have been brought up. Harry had learned at the governor's the name and address of an official at the judge's court who would get his statements copied out in proper form and writing, and when he had taken them down from the lips of Sufter and Sawyera, he saw this gentleman who promised that the documents should be ready by the next day. Having thus put his business in train, Harry went to call upon Mrs. Sankey. She did not recognize him at once, but as soon as he made himself known, she received him most warmly. You looked as if you would grow into a big fellow, but I hardly expected that you would have done it so soon. It is more than four years since I left you. I don't think that I'm likely to grow any taller than I am, although, of course, I shall get broader. He then told her what had happened since he left her, and how he had just been appointed an officer in a native cavalry regiment. I am very glad you've come now. My daughters have both married, and I'm going to sail for England in a few days. Whether I shall stay there permanently or come back, I cannot say, but at any rate I shall be away at least two years. I should have been very sorry to have missed you, Mrs. Sankey. I have always looked back with the greatest pleasure at the time I spent here. You've kept up your English well, she said. I have followed your advice, and hardly ever missed reading aloud for an hour so as to keep my tongue accustomed to it, and I know many of Shakespeare's plays by heart, and could recite a great many passages from the writings of Dean Swift, Mr. Addison, Mr. Savage, and others. His next visit was to Jimajee who received him with real pleasure when he told him who he was. Harry had not learned, nor did he ever learn, that the kindly Parsee had contributed a hundred pounds toward the expenses of his education. 
but he did know that he had presented him with his outfit of clothes and had been the means of his being placed with mrs sankey and during the months he remained at bombay he paid frequent visits to the man who had so befriended him the next day he went with Safter and soyera who swore to their statements before the judge of the high court as soon as his uniform was ready harry went to his regiment which was encamped on the maidan between the fort and the native town and was introduced to the colonel i've come to report myself sir he said to the colonel my name is lindsay i was expecting you the colonel said for mr Mollet came in this morning and told me about you saying that you would most likely come either to-day or to-morrow i will have a tent pitched for you this afternoon and a soldier told off as your servant of course at first you will have to go through the somewhat unpleasant task of learning your drill from what mr Mallet told me i think you are not likely to be much with us as from your perfect knowledge of marathi and of the country you can do better service in a staff appointment than with the regiment you are much fairer than they had given me to expect i have been hard at work for the last two days in getting rid of the dyes with which i have been coloured ever since i was an infant ah you're not very noticeably darker now than any other officer in the regiment now i will hand you over to the adjutant you will of course mess with us to-day and i can then introduce you to your brother officers the adjutant was sent for and soon entered mr lewis the colonel said this is mr lindsay who was gazetted to us two days ago he will be very useful to us if we go up to Pune again of which there is always a possibility for he speaks marathi like a native having lived among the people since he was an infant he is the son of major lindsay who was killed here at the time of the advance on Pune. you will be a great acquisition to us the adjutant said as he left the tent with harry most of us speak a little marathi but it'll be very useful to have one of us who is perfect in that way of course you have not got your full kit yet but you'll want a mess jacket and waistcoat these i can lend you till you get your own made they are ordered already and i'm to get them in a couple of days it was so much more important that i should get the undress uniform to enable me to begin work that i did not press the tailor quite so much as to the other clothes are you ready to begin work at once the sooner the better harry replied then i shall hand you over to the native officer who has charge of the drilling of recruits there is a small yard behind the barracks where europeans are instructed in the first stages to see them doing the goose step would not add to the respect the soldiers have for their white officers they are therefore taught such matters in private so that when they come out for company drill they are not quite at sea half an hour later harry was at work under the instructions of a native officer by the time he had finished a tent had been erected for him and he was glad to find a bath ready for it was much warmer down in bombay than above the ghats and it had been hot work drilling the adjutant had chosen a marathi servant and the man's surprise when the newly joined officer addressed him in his own language was great as mr Mallet had told him that except when on duty the officers generally wore civilian clothes he had purchased several white suits consisting of jacket and trousers as these were kept in stock by a parsee tailor and he put on one of these with a white shirt after he had finished his bath he had scarcely done so when a bugle sounded that is the call for tiffin sahib abdul said 
Do the officers go in uniform? No, Sahib, not to this meal. Just at this moment the adjutant came in. Come along, Lindsay, he said. I thought I would come round for you. It's rather trying going into a room full of strangers. There were some twelve officers gathered in the mess tent, and the adjutant introduced Harry to them singly. They were all curious to see him, having heard from the colonel, who had summoned them to the tent a quarter of an hour before the bugle sounded, some particulars of his life, and how he had been at once appointed to be lieutenant, without going through the usual term as a cadet, as a reward for important services. Their first impression of him was a favorable one. He was now nearly six feet in height, with a powerful and well-knit frame. His face was pleasant and good-tempered, and although the features were still boyish, there was an expression of restraint and determination that had been acquired from the circumstances in which he had been placed. He had seen the barbarous splendor of the entertainments at the Peshwa's court, but nothing like the well-ordered table now before him with its snow-white cloth, its bright silver, and perfect appointments. When the meal was over, the colonel said, "'As duty is over for the day, I think it would be most interesting if Mr. Lindsay would give us an account of his life and adventures. As you are all here, it would save him the trouble of going over his story again and again, for you are all, I am sure, like myself, anxious to know how it was that he has been able all these years to pass as a Maratha among Marathas.' There was a general expression of agreement. Cheroots were lighted, and Harry told his story with some detail. When he had finished, the colonel said, "'I am sure we are all obliged to you, Lindsay. You've had a remarkable experience, and few of us have, in the course of our lives, gone through anything like the same amount of adventures. To have been, at your age, a peasant boy, an English schoolboy, a shikaree, an officer in the Peshwa's court,' a confidential agent of Nana Fernuiz, and now a British officer, is indeed wonderful. It speaks volumes for your intelligence and discretion. I cannot take the whole credit to myself, sir. I had two good friends. My nurse, not content with saving my life, taught me English, instructed me in the ways of our people, and even in their religion, and continually urged me to exercise myself in every way, so that when, some day, I left her, I should in bodily strength and activity not be inferior to others, and, aided by her brother, expended all her savings of years in having me educated here. Next to her I owe much to Sufder, who first taught me the use of arms, and then presented me to Nana. Without such an introduction, I must, had I entered the Maratha service at all, have gone as a private soldier, instead of obtaining at once a post at court. To Mrs. Sankey I owe very much for the kindness she showed me, and the pains she took with me, and I owe much, too, to Mr. Jimaji, the Parsee merchant. Yes, you owe much to both of them, the Colonel said, but their teaching and advice would not have gone for much had it not been for your own energy and for the confidence you inspired in the Peshwa's minister. What are you going to do about your nurse? We have not quite arranged as yet, sir, but she will at any rate remain here for a time. She loves me as a mother, 
and I think that so long as I am quartered here she will remain. She has already found a lodging at the house of a woman of the same caste as herself, and tells me that she is sure she will be comfortable with her. If we move, and all goes on quietly in the Deccan, she will return to her brother's, where she is thoroughly at home and happy. And Sufter? He will return in the course of a week or so. He is greatly interested in what he sees here, especially in the shipping, never having seen the sea before. I think that probably he will remain for two or three years with his troop of two hundred men, and will then settle in the village of which and the surrounding country he has received the jag here. This, although not large, will suffice for him to live in comfort. It is but a few miles from Junior, and he will therefore be able to be near his friends and pay frequent visits to his cousin Ramdas. In a short time Harry became a general favorite, and made the acquaintance of the officers of the regiment in the garrison, for his romantic story speedily circulated, and before he had been a fortnight in the city he had received invitations to dine at all their messes. After the exciting life he had led for two years, he felt, on being released from drill, that life in a garrison town was dull and monotonous. The simple habits in which he had been brought up did not help him to enjoy heavy meals at regimental mess. Occasionally, he and two or three other officers crossed to the mainland and had some shooting in the wild district of the Concan. But he was pleased when he received an order from the governor to call upon him. Colonel Palmer, he said, has written requesting me to send him an assistant as matters do not seem to be going on well at Pune. He suggested that you from your acquaintance with the people and their intrigues should be selected for the post but even had he not done so i should have chosen you as being better fitted for it than any other officer here your instructions are simple you will watch and endeavor to penetrate the schemes of the various factions and assist colonel palmer generally am i to go up in my uniform sir or to wear a disguise similar to that in which i came down here that is a matter over which i have been thinking i have come to the conclusion that you will be more likely to obtain intelligence in native garb all parties look with jealousy upon us and would be chary of giving any information to an officer of the residency and therefore if you have no objection we think that it will be an advantage to you to assume native dress of course you could not go in the attire that you came down in for although you would not be recognized in uniform you would if dressed as before i would rather leave that matter entirely to you and also the manner in which you can proceed you must also decide for yourself whether to renew your connection with nana fernuiz it appears to me that he is the only honest man in the deccan and the only man who takes the patriotic view that there should be peace and rest throughout the country he is however no more willing than others that we should in any way interfere in the affairs of the deccan that certainly is so sir but i know that it is his most earnest desire to possess the friendship of the authorities of bombay he has frequently told me that he is a great admirer of the english of their methods of government and of the straightforwardness and sincerity with which they conduct their business but he is afraid of them he sees that where they once make an advance they never retire and is convinced that if they obtained a footing above the ghauts 
there would be no turning them out and that their influence would be supreme very well mr lindsay you showed such discretion and judgment during your residence at Pune that i am well content to believe the matter in your hands the appointment as assistant to colonel palmer will carry with it a civil allowance of three hundred rupees a month of course all necessary expenses will be paid and should you find it expedient to use a certain amount of bribery to obtain the news we require in other quarters besides that of the minister you will refer the matter to the resident you will of course give your reports to colonel palmer and will be under his orders generally he will be requested to further your special mission in every way in his power when shall i start sir as soon as you like mr lindsay i shall be ready sir as soon as the clothes are made for me i must have one or two disguises of various kinds to use as most desirable some of these i can no doubt buy ready-made perhaps all of them if so i will start at daylight to-morrow very well mr lindsay i shall be sending up a dispatch to colonel palmer and it will be left at your tent this evening on leaving the government house harry went to see soyera scarcely a day had passed since he came to bombay without his paying her a visit i am off again to Pune, he said i do not know how long i shall be away it must depend upon what is going on up there of course i should be glad to have you with me but that would hamper my movements i shall naturally see sufter as soon as i get there but what are you going for will you travel as an officer no i shall be in disguise it seems that things are unsettled and i am if possible to find out the intentions of the various leaders and communicate them privately to our resident i shall have to take to dyeing my skin again which is a nuisance but it cannot be helped i shall take with me three or four different disguises and get you to do the shopping for me i wish to have them by this evening as i shall start in the morning early i shall get leave to take my soldier servant abdul with me he's a sharp fellow and may be useful i shall have to buy a pony for him what sort of disguises do you want one is that of a native soldier but that is easy enough as it differs but little from the ordinary mahratta's dress one would certainly be the attire of a trader in good circumstances i can't think at present of any other i should say the dress of a brahmin might be useful soyera suggested yes that would give me an entry unquestioned to nana or to any other person of importance by nightfall soyera had bought the three disguises and obtained from a native dyer a supply of stain sufficient for a long time and harry had purchased two useful ponies for himself and his servant at mess that evening the colonel said so you're going to leave us for a time mr lindsay i have received a letter from the governor requesting me to put you in orders to-morrow as seconded from the regiment for civil employment i won't ask you where you're going that is no business of ours but i am sure i can say in the name of my officers as well as myself that we shall all miss you very much a murmur of acquiescence passed round the table and seeing that harry in thanking the colonel made no allusion to what he was going to do they followed the example of their superior officer and abstained from asking any questions i should like to take my man abdul with me colonel harry said later on he's a sharp fellow and i might find him very useful 
by all means i will tell the adjutant that i have allowed him to go with you i am not going in uniform nor are you to do so harry said to abdul when he returned to his tent i am going in Mahratta dress and i shall take a lodging in the town and pass as a native i know abdul that you're a sharp fellow and feel certain that i can depend upon you you can certainly depend upon me sahib you've been a kind master and i would do anything for you what part of the country do you come from abdul from rajapur in the concan sahib i had no fancy for working in the fields so i left and took service with the company i have never regretted it i have been a great deal better off than if i had enlisted in the army of one of the great chiefs the pay is higher and we are very much better treated well abdul when this business which i am now starting on is over i shall recommend you for promotion and in any case will make you a present of three months pay End of section 13